Hey everybody, John Finn, Church Without Walls International, CWOWI.org. We are a house church network. We celebrate the gathering of the saints by meeting in homes, by sharing responsibilities where possible of hosting uh, and leading. So by folks opening their homes and also taking turns who leads each week, we get a composite picture of what the Lord is doing in everybody's lives. It's uh, very different than the auditorium church. It's more like a community and family get together. And uh, it's it's wonderful. But our network is in dozens of nations now of like-minded people. So visit us, cwowi.org. Sign up for my weekly thoughts and my monthly newsletter. It's it, it's Those are the places uh, in those teachings and, and such that I put information about uh, anything prophetic the Lord tells me. Also, our, where our conferences, online meetings are, stuff of that nature. So cwowi.org and the 10 question and answer videos there. All right. So today talking about how is it you haven't put it together? There's a scripture in that where Jesus literally asked that of the disciples, but I'll share from my own life when he said it to me and the impact of it. So uh, the situation for me is that I was a leader uh, in a large megachurch. We were having our annual summer week-long set of meetings. It was on a Tuesday night that the minister, the person speaking, uh, was having people up on the platform who had been healed during the meeting. They were giving their testimonies. And because of my position, I was in the front row. And so they, the people were right in front of me who were testifying of being healed from injuries sustained by car wrecks, uh, a fall they took, uh, a work accident. Uh, there were also healings from diseases and such, but a lot of it seemed to be healings from injuries. And so I was just contemplating. I was just sitting there thinking, can I think of any any healings of injuries in the scripture. I mean, there's the blind, there's the leper, etc. And I was going through that and I was wondering, does Jesus heal injuries? Because in Isaiah 53, it says he carried our griefs and our sorrows and uh, the chastisement of our peace was upon him and with our, with his stripes, we were healed. And so I was just going over that and I was looking for, for examples of injuries being healed. And suddenly I saw my angel up on the platform on the opposite side. The, the minister and the testimonies were going over here, and it was to my, to my right as I'm sitting there. And I just looked at my angel, and he said, much of what Jesus healed was injury. And then that was it. He was gone. I thought, okay, I'm going to have to, to find out on, on, on this. I'm going to have to study this out. But that's Tuesday night. My duties that week were, because of my position in the church, they started about 7 o'clock in the morning, and I didn't get home till you know, midnight almost, 11 o'clock for uh, six days straight or five days straight for sure. And uh, so that was Tuesday night and I hadn't had time to think about it. Or I didn't think I didn't take the time to think any more about that question. Saturday night, uh, our son, Chris, who's handicapped, many of you know, he had the umbilical cord around his neck in a slipknot and caused brain damage. And so he's about four years old mentally, even though as I'm recording this, he's in his 40s. So I had Chris with me that Saturday night. It was a concert. I didn't have any duties. And I knew he'd like the, the music, the worship, and, and the big screen, you know, that they had with uh, everything. And, and so we were in the auditorium. And Chris is right here on my right side in his wheelchair. I'm sitting in a red, you know, folding chair. And suddenly I sense the Lord's presence. And he, I look around, there's probably three or 4,000 people at least there. And I'm looking around the auditorium and I, 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 and I told him, I said, Lord, I can, I can feel you. I know that you're here. I feel your presence, but I don't see you yet. 
And then suddenly I looked behind me where I had not looked before. And, uh, and he walked up and my eyes were in the spirit. My eyes were wide open. I, I saw everything around me like normal, but I just also saw the Lord. It's, it's like an overlay. I see his realm. I see my realm. It's like second Kings chapter six, when Elisha and his servants saw both the, the enemy army surrounding them and then the heavenly army surrounding them. It's like an overlay of two parallel universes. So my eyes were wide open. So I, Jesus comes up and he just starts talking to me about healing and, uh, and saying much of what he healed was injury. But when I asked him, I said, so I said, you're not going to greet me or anything else. You, you just start right in, which is a little, a little different. And he said, I've been trying to, to talk to you since Tuesday, but you haven't given me time. And I went, oh man, in my mind, I'm thinking I was busy, Lord. You know, that's what I'm thinking. But at the time when you're in the spirit, you can only go so far in the, in the natural. And so that, that thought, the full thought of that didn't come about fully just kind of flashed into my mind, been kind of busy here, Lord, you know, that sort of a thing. But he continued on teaching. He was very gracious and taught me some different things. But that, that whole idea, that element of on Tuesday, the angel said much of what Jesus healed was injury. And the Lord was gracious. He, he talked about the man with the withered arm. He talked about in Acts 14, the man who was lame from birth, who was injured, you know, in, in the birthing process. Uh, you know, he, he was gracious in that. And, and he talked about that. But the whole idea that he expected me from Tuesday to a, you know, very busy Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, and then sometimes Saturday to spend time thinking on the fact that much of what he healed in the Gospels and, and what we see in the book of Acts was injury. And so, and so there's a similar incident in the Gospels where in Matthew chapter 16 or Mark chapter 8, uh, especially in Mark chapter eight, where Jesus is talking, having fed the multitude, and then they get into a boat to leave, and they only brought a couple loaves of fish. And remember, Jesus multiplied loaves and fish, and they only had a couple loaves of fish. And Jesus said, "Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. Beware of the yeast of the Pharisees, because yeast can spoil everything." And what he's talking about is the unbelief, the traditions of men, and everything else. The disciples thought he was talking about you guys didn't bring enough food for us, and Jesus said, "Guys." Weren't you there? How, I fed thousands with how much, you know, and how much did you have left over? And then he said something interesting in, um, in Mark chapter 8 and verse 21. He said this, he says, in the, in the Greek, it says this, how is it that you haven't put it together? How is it you haven't put it together? And it's interesting because um, in verse 17, he says, have you yet hardened your hearts? Do you not remember? Have you, not, have you yet hardened your hearts? Do you not remember? Have you yet hardened your hearts? And it's interesting, do you, the, the not remembering of what the Lord's faithfulness has been for you and what he's done for you is directly tied to hardening your heart. And, and if you harden your heart, you won't, quote unquote, put it together. You won't look back and say, this is what the Lord has done for me. You won't be able to recognize his hand in your life. So the question today is, how is it you haven't put it together? it's interesting in the scripture that he used or the, the, the word that he uses there to say, have you yet your hearts hardened? And that word is, is a construction word. It's, it's uh, in his time, it was like putting a stucco or whitewash on a wall and you, you, it's very thin. It's like paint. You, you splash it on, you cover it. It's in their day as in ours, it's, it's uh lime and, and water and, and such, and you, you put it on there and you let it dry. And then you add another layer, then you let it dry. You add another layer, you let it dry. 
It's actually where we get the word sclerosis, which means a layering of hardness on the either in like the liver or a sclerosis in the arteries where there's layer upon layer of hardness. That's how we use it in modern times. Back then, it was just a construction term. So when Jesus said, have you yet hardened your heart? He's talking about layers of hardening, splashing on things that you don't recognize. And so uh, so, the, so what happened was the Lord fed a multitude with loaves and fish. He talks to them about being where, uh, beware of the yeast of the Pharisees, the traditions of men and, and things like that that can ro- ruin a person's faith. And... And they don't get it. And he, he's marveling. He says, have you yet? Do you not remember? Are you hardening your hearts? And so uh, I think it's what is it? Um, Hebrews 10, uh, is it 23 or 32? It, it talks about, it says, bring to remembrance the former days when you were once enlightened. Bring to remembrance the former days. How can we protect ourselves from not putting it together? You know, how how is it? You know, what happened with me that Tuesday to Saturday, I didn't spend the time remembering what was said on Tuesday and what was happening and studying out in the Word. He expected me to put it together. He expected me, even with my busy schedule, he expected that revelation from heaven should take a higher priority in our lives to move it to the top of the pile of things that we address. And he, yes, I was busy with my schedule, my position, and everything else, but there was an expectation on his part that having given me revelation I should have have invested the time to seek it out to 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 take every bit of nourishment from that spiritual revelation, and uh, th- that was his expectation, and so it it causes me to examine my life about things that he's spoken to me of the things he's done in my life to make sure I maintain a sensitivity to that and awareness of the Father's involvement in my life and of the Lord's graciousness in my life, and so. Uh, I don't want to have that process of not remembering. Therefore, that adds a layer of hardness. Therefore, I haven't. I, I don't have the ability to put it together, to 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 understand what he's doing. So the way to do that is that you walk through life looking for the Father's involvement in your life, in the timing of your life. You you walk through life with looking for things that are like, wow, thank you for that. Wow, great timing. And it doesn't matter what the the event is, how small, how tiny it is to your schedule. When something good happens, I immediately have trained myself to say, thank you, Father, you arranged that. You know, maybe there's something on the shopping list and there's, and there's one uh, can or one of that product there. It's like, thank you for reserving that for me. There was something like that that happened just the other day. And it was very much like that. It was like just arranging my life for the timing and I just got the last one. And, uh, and, and so it was like, wow, thank you, Father, for, for saving that for me. And it doesn't matter how small it is. It, the point is you're looking for his involvement because what Jesus had told the disciples is he expected them to look back over the recent history of his involvement in their lives and, quote unquote, put it together of what he's trying to do. So look at what the Lord's done. Look at the faithfulness of the Father to order your steps. Look at how he's brought you to this point. He's not going to let you down in the future. He's brought you through so much. And look at that, because if you don't look at that, if you don't appreciate it, if you don't take it into account of your life, then you're adding a layer of hardness. You are, you are, um, you know, like like Jesus said, how, you know, do you not understand? Do you, do you not believe? Are you yet hardening your heart? You don't want to do that. 
So anyway, this is just a, a thought today to, to look for the Father's involvement, to train yourself, whether it be sunrise, sunset, anything that happens in between that's good. You look at it and you say, thank you, Father. You just address him just like, just thank you, Father. That's you. Thank you, Father. And An ambulance goes racing by you. Thank you, Father. I'm here to be able to pray for that person. I may be the only person offering a prayer for that person who's going in that ambulance. You, you, little things. You just find that that anything that comes to your path that's good, thank you, Father, for that. Thank you, Father, for that. And that's why you keep your heart soft and pliable and you remember what he's doing and you're able to put it together. So anyway, I hope this has been a blessing to you. CWOWI.org. Hey, and visit, if you're in Europe, our European website, I, I, sh- I should mention it more often, CWOWI.eu. You'll find many of my weekly thoughts translated into, I think we've got something like nine different languages or something, and teachings uh, there and everything else. So uh, visit that as well. All right, God bless. Thanks so much.